Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. I am so pleased to be joined by the head coach at Northern Iowa, Tanya Warren, in her 14th season. Tanya, we've been friends. We go back a long ways, back to your Creighton days. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. 15th season, though. Yes. The, uh, your team right now sits at uh, 16 and 8. You're 9 and 4 in the league. You sit in fourth place. Yeah. You split with Missouri State. You split. With Southern Illinois, those are two teams ahead of you. You've got Illinois State that you already beat earlier in the season. The rest of your games that you have below you are teams that are below you in the standings. And then you've got a chance to play Illinois State again on February 27th. Uh, Tell me what has been the best part about coaching this group of players at this point in the season in February when everyone's in the grind. Well, we we play hard. We play the game the right way. And uh, you know, we're, we're very disciplined and scouting report uh, for the most part, we're locked in, you know, we're coming off of a really tough stretch where we played two, four, six, eight, 11, 13. Um, and a little bit of that, you know, fatigue set in, but you can't make excuses this late in the season, but I've been very pleased with uh, how hard we've played and how locked in we've been. Uh, we just hit a, a tough stretch this past weekend at, at uh, Missouri state and some of Illinois, who are both playing extremely well, but this league is, this league's a grind. It's tough. Uh, all, all, every team's well coached, every team's prepared. Um, and we're just excited to still be in the hunt uh, this late in the season. Tanya, you've been around the league longer than anyone in your 14th year. The next closest to you, I believe would be Cindy Stein, who's getting ready to retire. So because you've been in, in the league so long and when people ask me about the Missouri Valley, I say the same thing. It's a great coaches league. I mean, there's really talented players in the league and you have to be prepared every game. What do you think is the most important part about preparing your team for the kind of competition that you're going to see each week in the Valley? Well, we have to be disciplined um, on what we're doing from a defensive standpoint and understand, you know, our opponent's strengths and weaknesses and, and what we want to do. And then offensively, you know, you, you have to be able to execute and, and eliminate live ball turnovers and, and do what you do. But you also have to understand because it is such a good league and the teams are so well coached and well prepared, um, you're going to have to really, really execute because most teams and a lot of teams in this league really force you to play to your weaknesses. Uh, so you have to be able to really, really, really execute and be able to eliminate uh, some of those things, um, live ball turnovers, uh, because this this league, these teams make you pay when you make mistakes. So really eliminating uh, costly mistakes at, at costly times. One of the things that I have admired about your program as you continue to build into the next generation and the next decade, right, is you always play great defense. We know how tough your team is going to be to score on because of the way you scheme and how, how well you do and getting back and setting your defense and getting organized quickly. But offensively, I, I seem to think that you're trending in a different direction, like you're, you're playing with more pace. 
You guys moving the ball a little bit better. You're getting up and down the floor. Instead of just playing like a controlled setting, you seem to have sort of uh, let your team play a little bit more. Is that fair? That is fair. Um, When you look at uh, the experience that we have back and the depth that we have, um, we really really felt that it was – in our best interest to, to let them play a little bit more and make reads. And uh, if we can score and get some easy baskets out of transition, it certainly takes a load off of our, our half court offense uh, because what teams have had a tendency to do because we are very set oriented is they really try to take us out of our sets. So we have to be able to find different ways to score when people try to take us out of our sets. So we, we've tried to push a little bit more and uh, be a little bit more, uh, effectively defensively in terms of being able to score out of our defense. Uh, but it, it certainly has helped. And uh, we got to continue to do that as we go down the stretch. If, if we want to try to have a chance to, to finish out and, and have a chance at winning this thing. One of the things that I think is so imperative in women's basketball is building household names or brands around our game. And you have an incredible brand, if I will, and Carly Rucker. Carly's been around the league almost as long as you have, Tanya. It just seems like she's been a first-team all-conference performer since her freshman year. She's going to be first-team again this year. She seems like she has the whole package and has it all put together. What's the most interesting part about coaching Carly? Because sometimes Carly just does everything so right, you kind of forget that she's out there. I mean, you literally can watch your team play and forget that Carly is out there because she never makes any mistakes. She does everything right. And she does it with substance. She does. You know, she's, she's, we've been fortunate enough to, to coach some really, really point guards um, in our program. And she's certainly uh, at the top of that list. But what I really appreciate about Carly is, is she, she plays the game the right way and she appreciates the game. Um, She makes those around her better. Um, she's always there for uh, extremely selfless. Um, and, and she just does things the right way. Uh, even when it's not her fault, it's her fault. And, and she owns that. Uh, and you don't find that very often where, where kids will own, um, not only their mistakes, but other people's mistakes, but she's just been a a tremendous, a joy to coach. Uh, I'm going to miss her for a variety of reasons, but as good of a player she is, she's a, even a better, better human being. Oh, I 100% agree with that. In the times I've had a chance to interact with her, she has been absolutely phenomenal. She's smart. She cares. Yeah. Uh, she's committed. Um, all those things, wonderful things that you say. And, and as a head coach, to have a player that you can say all those wonderful things about after four years is really remarkable in today's day and time when sometimes you're ready to see those kids go after they've had four years. Um, exactly. You know, and then it goes back to because she didn't have to take her COVID year and, and uh, she was ready to graduate. And um, just for her wanting to come back and continue to be a part of something special shows a little bit, a lot about the loyalty and just the commitment of of her to not only her teammates, but to this program. Well, and how much fun college basketball is. I mean, sometimes I think we forget you and I started playing because we loved it. It wasn't for monetizing or for branding or for all these other things, commercial things that are out there. And I'm not disparaging that. Kids do have opportunities that we didn't have, but we also had opportunities that they didn't have. We got to get on the bus. 
We got to spend time driving with our teammates. We might pull in at 3 a.m. and get ready to go to eight o'clock class and nobody complained about it. I mean, it's just exactly. Good, right? That is exactly right. What do you enjoy most about when you reflect? And I'm not talking about pushing uh, the tire up the hill in the snow, but uh, when you reflect back, I'm just thinking about some of the things that you and I got to experience as players that you wish the kids today had the chance to experience. You know, I, I think it goes back to, to what you said, um, just being able to, to communicate. You know, I think, I think because of social media and texting and phone, we've, we've lost the verbal communication piece. But just being able to go to the back of the bus and just communicate, just sit and, and laugh and giggle and, and just talk with uh, my teammates, but also as a coach, being able to go back and, you know, I had uh, Andy Davison who played for us several years ago. One of the things that she said to me not long ago, she said to me, and that this, it just warmed my heart. She said, one of the things I always really enjoyed is when you would come back and just sit and talk with us on the bus. And to me, that, that stuff's priceless. Those moments like that, our priceless and that's what it's all about so I want to go back to Carly for a second because um, I looked this up because I was curious about Carly because I think it's the core of who your team is right she comes from a small town called Eldridge Iowa I looked it up the population is like 7,000 it's in the <laughs> Quad Cities area so you're going to be going to the tournament and and I know there's a lot of young women on rosters all across the valley that are from that area, the Davenport area, the, the Moline, Illinois area. I mean, it's a geographical lesson actually to look up Quad Cities and understand where it is and how populated mm -hmm. it is. But that little town of Eldridge, when you went to recruit her in that little town, was there something there that, that you saw or that surprised you that when you talk about Carly today, you're like, uh, yep, six years ago when I was in that gym watching her play, I knew it. Well, I mean, it, it's just, the work ethic. I mean, we, we, we have another one in, in Grace Buffelli. They're from the same high school. And when you, when you look at it, it's just the work ethic. They just work. They come to work. They don't complain. They do what they're asked. They're extremely coachable. Uh, and, you know, Carly was a great soccer player. She had an opportunity to play Division One soccer. Uh, she just, she's well-conditioned. Uh, like I said, coachable, just an ex terrific work ethic. And I always like to set where I can see how they interact when they come off the floor with their coaches and with their team. And she was always engaging her teammates, looking her coaches in the eyes. Um, you knew when she spoke, everybody listened. And that's who I wanted to, to run the show for, for me for the next four to five years. Because I know you so well, and I've known Cindy Stein for a long time as well. I consider both of you to be friends. And Cindy is a, a longtime friend of mine as well. It's been pretty special watching the way her team has competed. I know you don't like or root for them or, you know, pull for them when you're playing against them, obviously, but you and Cindy have a special relationship. I know you've built over the years. Um, when you think about Cindy stepping away and retiring, what are, what are you thinking about? Well, you know, I, I have mixed emotions. I'm extremely sad for the game uh, because Cindy does it the right way. Um, she builds her kids up. She makes sure they get their education. She just does it the right way. She always has. 
Um, but I'm also extremely excited for her because I know how hard and how much time she's put into this game. Um, and I know that um, she's ready. And I think there's something to be said, being able to walk away when you're ready, um, with your head held high, knowing you did a lot of good things, not only for the game, but for so many, so many people. Um, and I am honored to have sat on the same bench with her. I am honored to have coached against her, but I am so, so, so honored to call her friend. I have been able to call some games in Cameron this year as Coach K is on his farewell tour. And it's really special. Um, Cameron is always an incredible basketball environment. It, as my friend Reese Davis calls it, the cathedral of college <laughs> basketball. Mm -hmm. And when you when you go in there and you see him, now last night he, he didn't come back out uh, after halftime because mm -hmm. he wasn't feeling well. But he is 75, and he does have a lot of pressure on him. Um, when you, when you, I'm not putting it in the same context, but I'm sort of going along the same direction with, you know, coach K retiring and, and Cindy Stein retiring. Mm -hmm. I think Cindy would love to have those two things said together in the same sentence, just mm -hmm. because of the longevity and success that they've both had. Um, when you think about what this game has provided for someone like you or for me or for Cindy, what do you think are the most important lessons that you share with your team? Well, just to, just to appreciate um, and respect the game and, and play it the right way um, and understand that all of the privileges that they have now haven't always been there. Someone, a lot of people had to go through a lot of tough, tough times uh, to grow the game, to be ambassador of, of the game so that they could be where they are. But just more than anything else, for me, what I like to tell our team is don't always understand someone before you paid this and had to go through a lot to get this game where it is and we still have a ways to go but it has come such a long long ways and it's really important that we understand that we reflect on that we celebrate that and we respect all the work that's been done to date and all the work that's still to be done and it's important that they continue to um carry the torch because we we do we've come a long ways but we have a long ways again to go and it is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful game and respect all that comes with it. Don, you make me want to go outside and pick up my ball and start making <laughs> some shots right now. Uh, you talk about work ethic and discipline and execution and all the things that you fundamental to your success. And you, you have carried that forward. I mean, you were a player at Creighton that still has a career assist record and you've got your jersey in the rafters. Okay, that is pretty dang cool, right? So yes. when you think about all the years since you played, and I don't want to predate us by saying how old, just look at <laughs> the math and figure it out. You can just do the math. You can do it on the math if you're that interested. Um, but uh, when, you, when you think about that accomplishment and you think about all the different lives that you've impacted and the conversation we've had about somebody like Carly Rucker, um, how does that make you feel about 
validating your success and what you've been able to accomplish? Well, let, let me let me say this. I, I'm just a small, small piece in a ginormous puzzle. I have been extremely blessed as a player um, and as a coach to be surrounded by amazing people. I had amazing teammates. I had an amazing coach that I would go back and play for uh, today. Um, that is still a very important part of my life. And Bruce Rasmussen, who just was a longtime AD at Creighton and just retired, um, to Tony DiCecco, who gave me an opportunity here, um, to all my assistants and all my former and current players. I would not be where I am today had so many people not invested in me many, many years ago, starting with my own parents who gave everything. And this is why this journey has been so special to me. They have been such an important part of this journey. And um, I'm still thankful that I still have them both. But uh, there's so many people that have allowed me the opportunity to, to be where I am. And I, I will never, ever lose sight of that. Um, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And uh, I, I have been blessed to be surrounded by amazing, amazing people. You mentioned two wonderful people in our game and Bruce and in Tony. I mean, all the years that I was in the Valley covering the Valley basketball with Tony as the head coach and, and you were working with him. He, Tony Checo is one of those guys that if you recall, I remember whenever I hear his name, I think about the way I used to describe him was like, he was, he was like the Coca-Cola guy, corporate <laughs> executive that, you know, you oh, have yeah. to drive the trucks before you can get up into management. And, and he did that from very early part, invested in the women's game for a long time. So I'm glad you brought his name up because that's a really good reference to uh, what I want to ask you about next. And that is you have won two tournament titles. You have played in three finals, 16, 17, and 18. What's in the secret sauce, Tanya, getting ready for March? <laughs> Well, you know, you just you just got to stay true to the process. And, um, you know, as, as I like to tell our kids, we're, you're going to get knocked down. How quickly can you pick yourself up, dust yourself off? And, you know, as you get into February and March, you, you want to be playing your best basketball. And um, you just got to stay true to the process and short time memory and um, just just play. Um, and uh, hopefully we can continue to do that as as we. Uh, prepare for this week, but you know, it's just staying true to who you are and what you do. Uh, this is your parting shot. Anything you want to say about Cindy Stein, good or bad? And then I'm going to let you go. You know, I am going to, I, 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 like I said, uh, I, if, if I, I am extremely excited uh, with how her team is playing, um, I, I think Cindy deserves this. Um, I think she's earned it. Um, people are just, you know, she's a terrific coach, and, and I think she has been judged at times unfairly, as we all have, uh, but she does it the right way. And like I said, I'm extremely excited for her. Um, but I will tell you a, a quick story. When I was at Missouri and we were, we were getting ready to go to Stillwater, we had to play at, at uh, Oklahoma State. And um, one of the things that we did is we took all of our players' bags out and put them in the vans and got them took ourselves to the airport and then we would unload them. And so we, we did all of that. We get to the airport and we're unloading bags and getting them ready for the plane, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm, I'm like, oh no, I, I forgot my own suitcase. 
And I'm like, coach, I, I left my suitcase in my, my car. Can I run back to campus and get it? And she's like, nope, we're getting on the plane. And I was like, what? Nope, we're getting on a plane. So Jessica and I at midnight went to Walmart. I bought an outfit. We won, and I still have that outfit in my closet. That is my Cindy Stein story. True story, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, I have a lot of fond memories. Like I said, she's a very, very good friend of mine, and I wish her nothing but the best. I, I knew you guys were close. That's why I wanted you to have a chance, too. That's a great story on Cindy. And I'm sure as we get closer to March, uh, she's going to start feeling the emotion and uh, the yeah. reflection of all of her friendships in the game that she's going to get a chance to enjoy even more because she's going to have more time and less stress, we hope. Yes. Uh, but uh, you're, you maintain the, the veteran status in the league and um, you've seen a lot of hoops, Sonia, over your years. And uh, I want to thank you so much for taking time to be on our podcast with us for the Valley. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. And again, congratulations. Well-deserved. And we appreciate all that you do, not only for our league, but for the game. Well, thank you so much. Have a good day.